A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello. Hello, babies. babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thanks for listening to our show. Very excited to be talking to you right now. It's almost Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Is this being released before Halloween? I think so, yeah. It's being released on... October. Oh, perfect. Spooktober 20 spooked. So you might have already celebrated it the weekend before, but who knows? Um, yeah. I don't know when people are celebrating Halloween. I always go out of town for Halloween because I'm so stressed out by the thought of being invited to a costume party and not having a costume ready that I try to skip town. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, very intense. I know. (laughs) That's like a, uh, a crazy thing to be that afraid of. It gives me opinion. anxiety because I'm just like, I'm going to miss out on all these parties just because I didn't put together a costume. But like, I don't want to just wear a bad costume. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. H- have you ever had a, a Halloween costume that you were really proud of? Um, one year I was uh, Owen Wilson's character from Royal Tenenbaums and that was fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Royal Tenenbaums was like so Halloween ready. It was so, yeah. I mean, we really got to give props to Wes Anderson for creating such iconic looks. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is one thing that kind of makes me want to be a filmmaker is like, I would love to make Halloween. I mean, you've made a lot of like characters that are like Halloween costumes now. That's got to be fun on Halloween for you. It's so weird. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, please. Good. Please, if you dress up as a BoJack character or one of my characters, please tweet at me. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see if people dress up as Tuca and Birdie f- like, oh, next Halloween. I hope they do. God, that would be delightful. When is Tuca and Birdie coming out? Uh, sometime next year. No release date yet. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. Me too. We just got our first um, animation back. So, like, the first episode is, like, fully animated Ooh. now, and it looks like a real cartoon. <gasps> it's so weird. That's so exciting. Yeah. And now we're doing things like sound mixing and whatnot. Things I didn't know about before. It's a lot of, a lot of steps. I have to watch it 5,000 times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Is that so uh, tedious? Sometimes it's a little hellish, uh, but then there are certain parts that make me laugh every time. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Just like certain ways the characters look, (laughs) make me laugh. Um, we got a bunch of questions on Twitter. We did. Thank you for sending us in your questions. I'm a little distracted right now because I told Lisa that at last night as I was going to bed, I closed my eyes and I designed a dress in my head and now I'm drawing it for her. I'm so, you're using a lot of brown and beige. Yeah. I'm trying to find the right color for this. Like, it's really just supposed to be cream color in the middle, but anyway, it was one of those things where I was just like, I closed my eyes and it was just there. I love it when that happens. It doesn't happen to me very often. Does that happen to you a lot? Is that like an artist thing? I don't know. It happens to me fairly often, like maybe once a week or so where I'll be falling asleep and then I'll get this image or a story in my head. And then I'll be like, I should wake up and write this down. Nah, I'll remember it. And then I never do. And when I do write it down, it like sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's so good it like makes its way into whatever I'm working on. Oh wow. Um yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just like the brain relaxes and is like, uh, how about this? Um 
I feel like there are sometimes there are things that like get lodged in my brain and I have to like say them out loud. Yeah. But really more often than not, it's just the phrase masturbating. <laughs> I don't know why that is in there so hard. Well, um what? <laughs> Where does that come from? I don't know, but it will not leave me alone. Can you make a drawing of it to make it like a meme? Like, hey, I'm masturbating. I don't think it would be a popular meme. I mean, it would be gross because it'd be like Mickey Mouse doing it to himself. Yeah, which I'm I'm okay with, I guess. Yeah. It's weird how asexual Mickey Mouse is. Yeah. I guess. And it, how sexual it, Minnie Mouse is. Yeah. like <laughs> They're what, a bad fit. They're a bad fit. It's weird how like both Mickey Mouse and Kermit the Frog are in these like sort of asexual pairings. These women who seem really sexually unsatisfied with them. Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I projecting? No, I think you're you're spot on. <laughs> Thank you. And and that was something I found frustrating when I was watching those cartoons. <laughs> uh, let's get to your question. Um, Gabe Liedman asks, do you like immersive theater and or haunted houses? Here's why I don't like immersive. Th- well, okay. I've never really done an immersive theater thing, but I imagine that you have to kind of stand in certain places and watch certain things or what? I just, I like self-guided activities. I don't like anything where like you have to, where things are like happening around you. Yeah. And you're not really in control. I don't know. I don't really like theater lately. I went to the Bob Baker Marionette Theater last weekend, uh-huh. which is a marionette theater in Los Angeles that's been there for like 55 years. And it was their Halloween spooktacular. And there were parts of the show where the puppets would sort of like come into the audience and like that part of it was really fun. Um, but maybe just because I wasn't the one being interacted with as much, I was also really high. Um, but, uh, <laughs> there was, a. It's for kids, but they do like, they use the original puppets from like the 60s and they do like, just like all like recordings from like the 60s and stuff, like the 50s and 60s. And Mm -hmm. like there was one number. So it's like, it's for kids, but there's some kind of weirdly adult things. Like there was one number where it was like a big sexy black cat doing an Eartha Kitt song that was like about wanting to fuck (laughs) Um, (laughs) called I Want to Be Evil. And uh, the person, the puppeteer controlling that marionette, like very skillfully, like sat the puppet on this guy's lap in the audience and then like knocked his hat off his head, <laughs> like in time with the music. And it was really skillful. And I like that, but I don't know if that's immersive theater. It kind of sounds immersive. I think yeah. is immersive theater kind of like that sleep no more. It's like or sleep whatever. no more. Yeah. yeah. Or like, always, always sounded awful to me, but or like, uh, like uh, Tony and Tina's wedding, mm, I don't which know I never is. saw, which was like a dinner theater where you're like, you're a guest at their wedding and like the the play is happening around you while you eat. Yeah. Or like a murder mystery. I've always wanted to go to like a murder mystery thing. That might be fun, actually. Is a, Wait, what about a, a Medieval Times? Medieval Times. I wonder if that counts. You did love Medieval Times. I loved it. It yeah. was so great, but it was just so well like designed and organized, and I liked that I got to eat while watching it. I wonder what you would have thought of it if there were no horses involved, though. <laughs> I feel like that colored your experience greatly, yeah, in a good way, but it was also... Because like, it was like 
the best thing about it was the horses and the second best thing was food. So both of those <laughs> things really made my night and I didn't care about any other part of it. Um, I loved it and I really want to go to the Pirates one. I want to go to Cavalia. Oh, is that the Cirque du Soleil like horse show? Yeah. Yeah. And there aren't horses in it, correct? No, it's all horses. It, it, but are there actual horses yeah. in it? I thought the whole thing with Cirque du Soleil was that they don't use oh, animals. Oh, it's, it's not actually Cirque du Soleil. Oh. It's just uh, like a horse show. But it, uh, oh, gotcha. It's like lip is honors and stuff. Like they're doing fancy horse tricks. Are they in LA? Can you go see it? I think there's, I mean, it's probably down in like Buena Park or something. It's not in LA proper, but yeah. I think- it's yeah. close enough. Wait, so did we answer the question? Do you like immersive theater and or do you like haunted houses? I don't know. Like, I think I might like have a panic attack if I went to one, but I like that like something happens and then you just move on. Like you just kind of walk through it quickly. So yeah. I don't know. I think it could be fun. Maybe I hate jump scares. Yeah, me too. That's the thing. I really hate jump scares. I um, just startle easily in general. So I don't think I'd enjoy that. Yeah. But I like, um, I like really bad haunted houses, I guess. Yeah. I want it to be bad. I don't want it to be really scary. And I think if I was there with friends, it would be actually pretty fun. Yeah. So I'm open to it. I, uh, on one of our like earlier dates, Peter and I went to the, um, LA County fair and they had one of those like haunted house things where you like get in a car, like in like a, like a little roller coaster. That's just like a flat a yeah. car that just goes around in like a haunted thing. And it was so crappy that I loved it. <laughs> I love crappy there stuff. It was just like, we would round a corner and there would just be like a guy there who just like shook a rag at you. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing that happened was like, we went through this like sort of vinyl uh, entrance door, but it was just <laughs> like, like a car wash, like a car wash, but it was just these like vinyl strips, like in like the dairy case at like the grocery store. And it just like Ew. ran over our faces, just like these vinyl strips that had just like run over every person's face who had gone, gone on it. And that was definitely the scariest part of the that haunted house. That is very house. creepy and spooky. Uh, Peter, <laughs> Peter hated it so much that I think that's why I liked it. Cause he was so mad that we did, that we did that. Where was this? This was at the LA County fair. <laughs> So it definitely wasn't even like a permanent thing. You know, they weren't like cleaning yeah. it. They didn't have any sort of protocol. There's a lot of crappy garbage at the LA County Fair and I love it so much. Yeah. God, I didn't go this year. I know. I, I haven't really gone in years. It. I really missed out. Um, uh, Ryan Sands asked, if you had a blank check to produce and write a biopic about any person ever, who would it be about? Who would you cast? And what genre would the film be? Uh, oh my god well the genre is biopic no yeah but i guess i could make it like animated or like yeah i don't know i want to make a julie de albigny movie who's that that woman we talked about on wiki of the week a while ago who like oh, yeah. was like a bisexual opera singer who like kept defeating people in duels yeah um but uh, I don't know. What about you? I don't know. I can't think. Some of these we should have just saved for one on fun. <laughs> um, it would definitely be a woman because there aren't enough biopics about women. Yeah. Um, Someone said, what, what is a good work slash not work balance? Be honest now. I don't know how to answer that. I don't have one. I don't know. Do you think... Do you think having like a balance is overrated? <laughs> it's like nice to like try for it, but then like being a little off balance is maybe essential to getting a lot of shit done. I don't know. 
I think you and I both have like careers where we don't have like just like a constant routine and balance throughout the year. It's like we spend a few months on one project and a few months on another. And yeah. like sometimes we get a lot of time at home. Sometimes we're never home. Sometimes we're traveling a ton. It's, it's kind like, of unpredictable too. It feels like I have to balance my year, not my day. Yeah. You know? Right now, like there's some days where I'm busy from like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. nonstop. And then there's some days where I get to work and I don't have anything to do till like 2 p.m. or like, and then I just have one meeting. So I don't know. It's like really, yeah, I don't know. I wish, I wish sometimes I had more of a routine, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of bad at keeping stuff in balance. I binge on stuff. Yeah. Same. Like, Like some weeks I don't, I hardly do any work and I just watch a lot of movies and then, some weeks I work so hard (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like why am I doing this but then I get it's kind of fun to like obsess so much on a project that like I I don't know I'm not even like showering enough (laughs) I mean it's definitely like it feels really good it's like a mode I get into where I'm like this is kind of (laughs) dangerous I'm not really taking proper care of myself but as long as you only do it for a little bit it's okay I do think that it's important to remember that like what your life consists of is a choice that you make over and over again, that like it's a thing that you have to consciously think about and not just like something that will sort of fall into place. Like I have to sometimes consciously be like, I'm going to take a break from doing stand-up comedy because these other things that I'm doing mean that like if I also do stand-up, I won't like be able to ever cook a meal for myself yeah. or see my husband or like- Nobody else is going to tell you the to do those things you yeah have to, like people outline just, it yourself yeah you kind of have to decide like what are the I feel like I figured out a while ago that I'm like I have room for like four things going on in my life at a time and I have to pick what they are actively otherwise yeah I will just automatically get drawn into stuff I maybe don't want it to be I'm always upset that I can't devote more time to all my various interests and hobbies I kind of cycle through them a lot yeah. That's like one reason that I don't think I'm ready to own a horse because I'll, I'll take like a couple months off. That or- was not where I thought that sentence was going. <laughs> I'll take a couple months off horseback riding and like now I'm getting back into it. But like I just, I don't, I don't have time for all this stuff I want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm also bad at like, I do define myself and value myself based on like my work. Like if I can't work, I feel really depressed and I don't feel like I have value aside from my work. So I don't know what the answer to that is. It's like, I know inherently I have value as a person, even if I'm not like an artist or a writer, but I don't feel that day to day. I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's normal. I think so too. I think a lot of people value themselves that way. That's why like when an economic downturn hits people get really depressed yeah, yeah definitely I mean at that I'm like not having the resources to but like yeah work situations have a big impact on how happy I feel yeah. the same person asked what do you do when you have money and didn't have it before if this is something you can answer if you're me you spend it very unwisely <laughs> I buy a couple stupid things and then I save the rest or that's smart. Give more to charity. <laughs> I should do I should do that instead. I definitely buy some stupid crap. You know what the worst thing I do is is I buy stuff uh that's advertised to me on Instagram. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just rewarding it for being a catalog. I can't complain about it anymore without being a hypocrite. Yeah. But like I bought a really pretty dress on there. 
I will definitely buy stuff that's advertised to me on Facebook. I've bought like every bra that Facebook has ever told me to buy. Oh my God, me too. I bought such bad bras on there though. Yeah. I feel like bras have become the new haircut for me where I'm like, this is going to change my life. (laughs) Totally. I no longer think like bangs or no bangs is going to do that. I now just think like, this is my new bra. This is the one that's not going to make my back hurt. No. None of them work. No no bra, no bra has ever worked. Me neither. None of them have turned my my weird sloppy little tits into <laughs> what I really want them to into be. Into the beautiful glowing orbs that they deserve to be. It's fine. I got a cute bra from Fenty that I like. Oh, I've heard their bras are really good. They're pretty cute. This came yeah. up in a com- I was having a convers this same conversation about bras earlier this week where I was talking about how no bra will ever change my life I'm and someone one. said Fenty. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm wearing like a Fenty sports bra right now that's pretty cute. I do like the Fenty I stuff. I start buying some Fenty stuff. Their makeup I think is so perfectly packaged and advertised and it's not actually that good. Oh, I've heard it's great, <laughs> but though. I no. Mm, I don't think it's quite as good as I th- you know, it's like as you, you expected. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. It's fun to use. And like the colors are great, but then like the glitter eyeshadow has a lot of fallout. Uh, the, the like fly liner, black eyeliner that I got, it like, it bleeds a lot. Oh. Um, and I like, just heard that their red lipstick is like the best red lipstick ever made. Ooh, I haven't tried their lipstick. Um, I'm always, I don't know. Makeup is like hard not to, I always want more better makeup. Yeah. I every so often that's okay. Back to the question of what do you do when you have money and didn't have it before? Something that it's like the stuff that I used to buy when I didn't have money that was like drugstore makeup, mm-hmm. shitty underwear. I'm like, oh, I can get nicer versions of those things now. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I tend to upgrade. Yeah. Like I just I mean, they don't advertise with us, so I shouldn't say this, but me undies, I splurged on a few pairs. Oh, really? And I was like, oh shit. This is legit. For real? I, <laughs> yeah. I heard they were shitty. Oh, I love them. Maybe oh. it's just because I've been wearing bad other underwear. If you have other underwear tips, let me know. I'm still looking because uh, my favorite underwear was Calvin Klein Invisibles, and then they changed their manufacturer or something. So now they have tags right in the butt crack that oh, you cannot no. rip out. And I even wrote to them. I'm like, what is the deal with you this? You wrote to them? Yeah. Did they like, write you back? Yeah. Someone wrote back like, oh, I don't know. And they checked and they're like, oh, you're right. They do have tags in them now. I don't know what's up with that. And I was like, you but why did you change it? They were perfect. Yeah, they're totally visible now. <laughs> yeah, and there's a itchy-ass tag in my butt. Man. So I have to change my underwear now. Actually, the Everlane underwear is surprisingly good. Ooh, I would not be surprised by that. Yeah, Everlane can be hit or miss, but they do some good stuff. Someone said, I have a work Halloween function and no clue what to wear as a costume. I can't wear a mask and I have to wear a hairnet. Why can't you? W- Wait, what? Why? I think he works at, in a kitchen, maybe. Oh, any or I don't know if it's a he. I should not have gendered that. Um, uh, any good suggestions? Obviously, this is the kind of thought-provoking content you were looking for. Oh my god, <laughs> a hairnet. Can, can you do face paint? Probably. You could paint your face to look like a tiger or something, and then put on cat ears. Over your hair Over net. your hair net? Yeah. yeah. To like hold your hair net in place. That's a good idea. Yeah. Everyone likes a cat. Yeah. Especially a big cat. I was trying to think of like <laughs> what uh, what a uh, Halloween costume that incorporated a hair net could be. Oh. But I don't know if like I can think of anything. Like a spooky lunch lady. You could be lunch lady Doris from The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, or you could be... You could be Maggie Gyllenhaal in Secretary when she has to wear a hairnet because she won't stop tugging at her hair. And then James Spader is like, what's the deal with that? 
<laughs> so then she wears a hairnet. I I would love for you to do that and then have to explain it to everyone you work I with. I know, it would be such a weird thing to wear to work. Um, <laughs> uh, someone said, are dogs really that miserable when they wear a costume? Depends. Oh, no. Well, someone said, how elaborate should Halloween costumes be for dogs before it's too much? I mean, it depends on the dog, doesn't it? Like, Indy yeah. will not tolerate any sort of outfit. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't even I can't even put a little rain jacket on her. Oh, man. Or a sweater. I've, she has sweaters. And she won't wear them. Mm-mm. That's too bad. <laughs> I know. I like those dog costumes where it makes it look like their front legs are like two human legs, and then they're just like arms dangling yeah. off the side. That's my favorite thing. Have you seen those dog costumes that make them look like a giant spider? No. They're awful. Oh, man. They're so scary. <laughs> It's something, it's really creepy watching him run around in them. I finished drawing my dress, by the way. This is what it looked like. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. It's kind of like, it's got like kind of an ombre thing. Yeah. It's fading from like lavender into beige, peachy it's like color. It's purple, beige, and red. red. I don't know why I thought of this. And then the, I don't like purple. And then the belt is like flipped around. Well, yeah. like lavender is very in right now. It's very fresh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that I did that, but I'm sorry that that took so long. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Some can you make have someone make it for you? Maybe. I don't know how I that don't know. Works. I don't know. I would I it feels like it would be a custom dye job. Anyway, um is this good p- podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> you should post it on the Facebook group. Uh someone asked who would you rather be physically conjoined to for the rest of your lives? Each other or your respective partners? Will you be offended if I pick my partner? Of course not. <laughs> I would also pick my partner. I mean, I don't want it to happen to <laughs> I, for either, but I feel like if you and I were conjoined, then like we would I would also just have to hang out with Adam all the time. You'd have to hang out with Peter. It would be like all four of us. It's like I already spend the most time with Peter. I'd get to watch you guys have sex. No, yeah, I would make you wear a blindfold. Aw. Then we would all be wearing blindfolds. I'm just kidding. And then we're, we're in Eyes Wide Shut or something. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that movie. That's just what I think it is. Is that another psychosexual movie? Oh, maybe I should watch it. It looks boring. It looks so boring. <laughs> I I feel like it's just people like wandering slowly from room to room while wearing masks, but um, I haven't seen it. I will go... I'm just going to come out and say it. I think all movies look boring. All movies? <laughs> all movies what? look That's boring. That's such a bold stance. You're saying all movies are boring? <laughs> they all look boring. What? What about Mission Impossible? The, oh, the that one? looks the most boring. It's so not. There's <laughs> helicopters and shit. Who cares? And motorcycles. Oh, my God. I could not care less about a helicopter. The stunts are so good. <laughs> Tom Cruise is at his Tom Cruisiest. <laughs> Did you see it? No. It was amazing. It looked boring. (laughs) (laughs) So you never, every time you see a trailer, you're like, boring. Um, You've never seen a movie trailer that made you go, ooh. No, I mean, I guess that has happened. (laughs) I just don't, it's so hard for me to go see a movie for some reason. I know, it's true. They're too long. It's also, it's just like, I don't know these people yet. (laughs) Am I going to like this? (laughs) TV, I'm like, oh yeah, I know you. You're Fraser. It is. It is hard to like commit to a movie. Yeah, even movies. There are movies that I really want to see, and I just still haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, speaking of movies, someone asked: In period movies, do you think the roles of marginalized people should be played up to make the movie more diverse, even if they weren't actually capable of serving the plot that much? IRL. 
wives, secretaries, and male-dominated plots, etc. That's a very hard one to answer. I don't really understand the question. I think it's just sort of like in movies that are about like male, white male-dominated things, like should there be shoehorned in characters who are not white men? I just think we should make more movies about not those guys. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't shoehorn them in. Just balance it out with more movies that appeal to more different tastes. Yeah. My problem is like when those people clearly had a large role in what's happening and we're not talking about it. Yeah. That's, I think, the issue that I have. Like the wife character in uh, The Big Short. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whose name was Wife. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just completely sidelined all the women in that yeah. Or in like the social network where they were like, yeah, Zuckerberg just wanted to get laid. And it's like he had a serious girlfriend throughout all of that. And they didn't show her at all. Yeah. No, not believable. It has to be like a revenge. He has to be a nerd who wants to get his dick wet. Someone else asked bread. Uh, yes. <laughs> Gluten free, please. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. I love bread so much. I cannot control myself around brioche. Have I said this before? No. If there's brioche on the table or croissant, I'm like, Ugh. it was so hard. That's we- how I feel about mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a coffee shop right before this and it was so hard for me to not buy like a ham and cheese croissant. Oh yeah. I saw you staring at that. I didn't ask what was going on, but now I know. Now, you know, I just wanted it so bad. But they make it makes me feel ill when I eat wheat, so mm, I try not sucks. to. I know I still eat it a lot. Um, someone else asked. Also, what was your high school experience like? Is it okay if high school just isn't for me and I just rough it out till I graduate? First of all, very exciting to have a teen. Oh, a real interacting teen. with us. We are always interested in having teens. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, high school was barely for me. I almost dropped out. Wow. And then I and then I got back into it because I was like, ugh, I gotta get through this. And then I got an award for most improved. Cause they thought Just I, generally? <laughs> yeah. Cause they they thought I was gonna drop out. Oh my God. And then I got my GPA back up. But uh yeah, I almost didn't make it through there. What what was it a, the schoolwork or just like the social life or just I was going through some shit and I got really depressed and just stopped going to class and was just having emotional problems. Wow. Yeah. But uh, then I went to a therapist and she helped and I, I was almost dropped out and went to a different high school and I was like, no, I want to stay at the good high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to go to the school for fuck ups. <laughs> uh, oh, I wanted to go to the school for fuck ups and my parents wouldn't let me. <laughs> I mean, it might, it probably would have been more fun in a way, but like, uh, oh, and then I just like got really into theater and I think it kind of helped me turn things around. Yeah. High school's fucking hard. High school's really fucking hard. I think getting into like a hobby you really enjoy, like whether it's like art or I don't know, even math, like if you're just really into math, just get into something that really gets you going and find a group of friends who are also into that thing. It'll help you survive. I, my high school experience was like largely pretty positive, I guess. Like I, I went to a, a, like a very fancy private school where I got like more, but I like where I probably got like more personal attention from teachers than I would have otherwise. But it was also like a very academically competitive school. And I was not interested in that aspect yeah, of it at all. Mine was too. Like I was like not a good student really. Um, but uh, 
I, when I started doing debate is kind of, I think when I started really like enjoying myself, cause I had all of a sudden this whole like world outside of the people at my high school. So it kind of felt like if things weren't going the way I wanted them to at high school, I had this other sort of thing to kind of daydream about and to like focus on. Yeah. It kind of helped you realize how small a pool high school is and that it's not something you'll be in forever. Yeah. You're about to get out and meet all these other people and Exactly. I, I'm kind of like, I like spreading myself sort of thin. So I had like groups of friends like at my high school and outside of my high school. And it sort of felt like, okay, I can kind of sort of like play with a bunch of different identities and figure out who I am and what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I had like a not healthy, like romantic relationship in high school that was <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Same. Getting out of that was good. Uh, I did spend all of high school feeling like my life wasn't going to start until I like found a boyfriend and that's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to convince you that that's not <laughs> the way to think about it. I just don't think there's hope of convincing someone that that's not how to think about it, but it feels I, so important. everything that was important was the stuff that was happening. That was not that. Yeah. That all felt so important to me at the time. And a lot of my like art was about that. And all of my thoughts were about the guy and, yeah. and I thought he was the one and he so was not. He so was not. It's so weird. You can't really explain that to someone when they're in the middle of it. But like years later, you're just like, Oh, I'm glad I got through that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It felt like really life or death at the time. Yeah. I just think like looking back, everything felt so fucking important in yeah. high school. It really wasn't, <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't think that's comforting. I don't want to say that like what's happening to you now doesn't matter because you're going to learn a lot from it. It does matter, but it also, there will come a time when like whatever's bothering you now won't bother you anymore or like. Yeah. Just roughing it out is actually not a bad yeah. approach. It's, but to answer your question, it is okay if high school just isn't for you and you just rough it out until you graduate. Totally. But I would say keep a journal. Please keep a journal. Oh, that's a good idea. Because you'll look back on it and you'll want to like know what you went through. Um, yeah. I kept a journal and I lost it and I'm really upset about it because it was so detailed. I think I ripped out pages in my journal and threw them away because they were so personal. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm curious. I don't know. It's still too painful for me to read. I'm sh yeah. It's like really intense, but. Sometimes I think about what I wrote in there and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I don't have that. Yeah. But I do think it's a good idea to keep a journal and just, you might want to remember this stuff and write about it later. Yeah, someday. Especially if it's like really hard and. Yeah, totally. Um, I will just say uh, high school is really hard. It's probably really hard for everyone you're going to school with too. So be nice to them. Yeah, good point. That's the only advice I can give that I think will help anyone. <laughs> school is rough. I was never great at school. Yeah, me neither. I'm glad I'm done with it. I still have nightmares that I'm back in school and I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, are there any other questions we need to answer? I feel like we've yeah, answered a lot. Pretty good. Um, someone said, uh, well, no, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's, I can't definitively rank all of Martha Stewart's pets. Someone yeah. asked me to, and I'm just, I can't, I don't even know where to begin. It's like, she has so many of everything. Yeah. I can't rank them. They're all yeah. important. The pea fowler is just as important as the <laughs> Persian cats. <laughs> I would love to see Animal Farm, but it's just about Martha Stewart's actual Animal Farm. <laughs> and they're all just like gossiping about Martha. They're just like four legs, good. Two legs, good. Any amount of legs is good. I love the animals here. <laughs> <laughs> Life is good. Uh, 
All right. It's Speaking of which, is it time for Chench Chat? Yes. It's time for Chench Chat, a regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch. 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 Hey folks, just a disclaimer that we recorded this Chunch Chat before the president uh, called Stormy Daniels horse face. Uh, and he's a fucker and an association with horses should never be considered to be a negative thing. And she's a lovely woman who enjoys riding horses. And that's all this segment was about. So just acknowledging that. Um, fuck Trump. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, so there's no Martha news today, but I just want to say uh, turns out Stormy Daniels is a horse girl. Oh, shit. What? I would say Stormy Daniels, that name, kind of a giveaway. Right. Yeah. Sounds like a My Little Pony. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's been posting horse pics on her Instagram. Um, she posted one where she's riding a horse across a river and just wrote, best view ever. Oh, and man. then another where she's posing with a handsome looking bay and wrote, finally had a day off, so I spent it with this handsome boy, of course. Um, I <laughs> How just, is bay spelled there? Uh, B-A-Y. Oh. A is bay. that the name for a type of horse? Yes, it's for a brown horse with a black mane and tail. Oh, wow. Yes, and there's different kinds of bay. There's like a blood bay or like a sooty bay and all kinds of different kinds. Salt bay. Salt bay. (laughs) (laughs) Salt bay. (laughs) Uh, um, I love that she's a horse girl. I love that. She just seems cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I love Stormy Daniels. I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking curious about all of this shit. I know. We're in the we live in the weirdest timeline right now, guys. It's got to be the weirdest ever. Everything yeah. just moves so fast. Yeah. I lo- it's like I feel like I've heard people say like, yeah, we didn't know in the time how important what we were going through was. And I'm like, I feel like I know that this is a weird historic thing that's happening right now. Yeah. This is going to be in not a good way, a very impactful time in our history. Yeah. And I am very scared. Anyway, (laughs) sorry, this is not supposed to be for that. (laughs) Everything Uh, is for that. (laughs) It all comes back to that. I think that's natural. Just every day. Yeah. Uh, Does that conclude Judge Chat? Yeah, yeah. It's time for One on Fun. Ooh, baby, baby. It's your turn to go first. Lisa. (laughs) Um, Lisa. If you could um, magically... God, I have no idea how to end this sentence. Uh, If you could magically transform Donald Trump (laughs) into... Any kind of animal, mm. what would it be and why? What do you think is the most miserable animal? Um, a human centipede. Oh my God. That's not a real animal. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say it. Uh. I mean, oh God. I mean, it would have to, but this makes me so sad just thinking of like a pig who's about to be slaughtered or yeah, something. Yeah, but it's Donald Trump. I know, but it's I still, yeah. it just makes me... I just don't, I just want him to not exist anymore. 
I don't know. I can't think like, because as soon as he's an animal, I feel bad for him. What if it's like a, a spider or a fly? Yeah. a A mosquito, I think. Yeah. I think I would want him to have wings so that he could sort of like follow around people and like desperately try and get their attention and fail. Yeah. He should be the smallest, most microscopic animal that nobody would notice. Yeah. Like a dust mite. Yeah. Or something. That would be good. Yeah. Something that gets no attention whatsoever and gets sucked up into a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. I, it would also be nice for him to be something that's big enough to be satisfyingly smushed. What if he was like krill and he was just, uh, or wait, what's krill? Like plankton shrimp or something. One of those things that just yeah. gets sucked up into a, into a whale. Into a whale. Is krill the whale's teeth? No, that's, no, that's baleen. baleen. Yeah. Krill is what they eat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just like, just something that's totally yeah. out of control of its own destiny. It would also be nice for him to be like a piece of bacteria in Melania's eyeball so that he could just like watch her fucking other guys after he do- <laughs> after he's gone. <laughs> yeah. He would probably enjoy that too much though. I know he would. He would like to be something destructive, I'm sure. All right. He's awful and I hate him. He's awful and I hate him. Um Emily. Yes. Uh do you think I'd like anal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That's not my question. Oh, God. I'm just thinking hard about how to answer that. Um, I don't think I have all the information I need. My question's actually, um, if you could buy any famous work of art, what would you buy? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I don't know which one's harder to answer. I was just trying to wake you up a little. (laughs) We we, We could all use a little jolt right now. Did I seem out of it? <laughs> I mean, I am. So, <laughs> um, if I could buy any famous piece of art, fuck, I don't know. I think it would be cool to own Frida Kahlo's journal. Oh, I think it's really cool and yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't think I would like owning anything by Frida Kahlo would be really cool. Yeah, that would be it would be intense. It would be to intense. have that like hanging in your house. Yeah. Well, I have, um, when I was in high school, my dad made me, he, he like used to be a carpenter. He made me like a wooden box. And then on the top, he inlaid like a copy of a page from her journal and like shellacked on top of it. So it's like, I have that next to my bed and it's really pretty. Oh, yeah. That's neat. Um, yeah, it's cool. I thought you were going to say the Banksy thing, but you know, I'm <laughs> the Banksy thing. Uh, the, the, the I will self, say the that's destructing. That is the coolest thing he's done in a while. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, a pretty good. Prank. There's a lot of stuff that he does that I feel like is kind of heavy-handed. And yeah, uh, I if, mean, if you guys didn't hear, Banksy um, made a painting that had a built-in paper shredder in it, and they as, had to have known as soon as it got sold at auction, he uh, they like heavily- had someone there to like trigger the shredder and the artwork just shred itself they had to have known because they like examine every piece of art that comes through there so carefully like i don't know it's it's hard to say he must have had like someone on the inside i saw some article that like jenny seville i think that's her name sold a painting for like 12 million dollars or something at that same auction which is really high for like a female painter yeah usually men outsell women um but then the banksy thing like upstaged her (laughs) sale oh that's annoying Uh, but like obviously that wasn't on purpose or whatever and maybe banksy's a woman who knows no we know who it is don't we do we it's like that guy from that band 
Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, he got like basically revealed a few years ago, I oh, think. I like didn't I think know that. we know who it is. It's some white gay. I mean, it's definitely a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 100%. There was no fucking question about that. <laughs> yeah. Um that concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. I listen to reading glasses because Bria and Mallory have great tips. My suggestion for book festivals is just go for one day. I listen for the author interviews. I was a huge Goosebumps fan. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> R.L. Stein was totally my jam. I don't even read. I just like their chemistry together. Literally, if on the bag it said, like, this book made me shit my pants, I'd be like, that's, I'm buying this book. Yeah. Like, like, I think the problem with blurbs a lot of times. I like that we both want to crap ourselves <laughs> over books. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses, and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Uh, <laughs> our Wiki this week up? is Witch Bottle. Witch Bottle. Thank you to Daniel for sending us this. Um, witch bottles began as counter magical devices, which I've never heard the word counter magical before, but I really like it. Yeah. Counter magical devices used by both witches and non witches as protection against other witchcraft and conjure. They are described in historical sources in England and the United States. However, modern magic practitioners now use witches' bottles for casting spells of various natures. The first mention of a witch bottle appears in the 17th century. They have a picture of a Bellarmine jug that's really cute. That's super cute. It's very cute. It's like a guy with a beard on it. From it looks like circa 1650. Yeah. That's old. Yeah. Uh, origins and purpose. One of the earliest descriptions of a witch bottle in Suffolk, England, appears in 1681 in Joseph Glanville's Seducimus Triumphatus, or Evidence Concerning Witches and Apparitions. Wow. For an old man that traveled up and down the country and had some acquaintance at that house, calling in and asking the man of the house how he did and his wife, he told him that himself was well, but his <laughs> wife had been a long time in a languishing condition and that she was haunted with a thing in the shape of a bird that would flur near to her face. And that she... <laughs> flur. <laughs> and I that, hate it when birds I think flur it's near supposed my to be flurry. <laughs> and that she could not enjoy her natural rest well. The old man bid him and his wife be of good courage. I but- just flurred to San Francisco last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was but a dead sprite, he said, and he would put him in a course to rid his wife of this languishment and trouble. He therefore advised him to take a bottle and put his wife's urine into it, together uh-huh. with pins and needles and nails, and cor- <laughs> and cork them up and set the bottle to the fire well corked. For, which- some, <laughs> for some reason I read that as pins and needles and Netflix. <laughs> Netflix and witch bottle, anyone? Um, So, okay, so he's telling, so this woman has this bird who keeps flying near her head, and he's like, it's a sprite. Here's what we'll do. Let's put your wife's piss in a bottle with a bunch of needles and pins, and we'll just cork it up real tight and put it on the fire. Um, 
uh, which, when it had felt a while the heat of the fire, began to move and joggle a bit. But he, for sureness, took the fire shovel and held it hard upon the cork. And as he thought, he felt something one while on this side and another while on that. Shove the fire shovel off, which he still quickly put on again. But at last... At one, shoving the cork b- bounced out, and the urine pins, nails, and needles and all, Netflix. F- all flew up <laughs> and gave a report like a pistol. And his wife continued in the same trouble and languishment still. So it didn't work. I feel like our writing as a you know as people has really really improved <laughs> uh, in the last hundred years. Really, like, I don't know. This sounds like a Trump tweet to me. We've really edited out a lot of the fat. Yeah, it's true. It does. Some of it has gotten better, but this would not be published in a book today for sure. No. The editor would be like, um, <laughs> you could clarify. Yeah. Uh, there's some issues here. Like, you're kind of going on way too long about this. What's happening to the bottle? Not long after, the old man came to the house again and inquired of the man of the house and how his wife did. Who answered as ill as ever, if not worse? Oh, no. He asked him if he had followed his direction. Yes, he says, and told him the event as is above said. Ha, quoth he, it seems it was too nimble for you, but now I will put you in a way that will make the business sure. Take your wife's urine as before, and cork, and cork it in a bottle with nails, pins, and needles, and bury it in the earth, and that will do the feat. (laughs) The man did accordingly, and his wife began to mend sensibly, and in a competent time was finally well recovered. Oh, so she just slowly got better. So you just (laughs) covered my house in, like, piss-covered needles for no reason? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Seems like confirmation bias, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But there came a woman from a town some miles off to their house with a lamentable outcry that they had killed her husband. Oh, no. They asked her what she meant and thought her distracted, telling her they knew neither he nor her husband. Neither her nor her husband. Yes, saith she, you have killed my husband. He told me so on his deathbed. But at last they understood by her that her husband was a wizard, and he had bewitched this man's wife, and that this counterpractice prescribed by the old man, which saved the man's wife from languishment, was the death of that wizard that had bewitched her. Why was he going off and bewitching other men's wives? I don't know, but I just realized this is a very appropriate Halloween Wikipedia page. Yes. I'm so glad we did it. It's spooky. Yeah. This is like, this feels like it's supposed to be a very dramatic ending, but I don't really understand that. I know. I feel like this could be worked into like a pretty good story, but it needs a little massaging. It It needs some massaging. Like I need to know more about the wizard's relationship previously with this woman and why he bewitched her like what's going on there yeah what what's the backstory here what are these characters motivations if i was acting in this i would i would be totally lost totally yeah <laughs> what are, what's the arc uh-huh. uh, <laughs> god we're such assholes um, <laughs> since at least the early modern period it has been a common custom to hide objects such as written charms dried cats Horse skulls, concealed shoes, and witch bottles in the structure of a building. We've done concealed shoes. That's Maybe right. That's where we've heard this phrase before. Folk magic contends that witch bottles protect against evil spirits and magical attack and counteract spells cast by witches. They are counter-magical devices, the purpose of which is to draw in and trap harmful intentions directed at their owners. This is cool. Yeah. This seems very useful. This seems like a, an Etsy shop waiting to happen. I could use a witch bottle to stop people from talking shit. About me. <laughs> you just did a spit take. <laughs> I did, but I kept it in my mouth. <laughs> I know you all are talking shit. I can feel it. No, just kidding. I just like suddenly become really paranoid. Let's give them something to talk, talk about. about. My witch bottle. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Do you want to read the description? Some of the earliest documented witch bottles consist of salt-glazed stoneware jugs known as Bartman jugs. <laughs> <laughs> Bellarmines. Oh, wait. I was laughing because of like, do the Bartman. Yeah, me but too. But is this a reference to Sarah Bartman? Who's that? That um, very badly mistreated uh, uh, African woman who was like paraded around I don't Europe. think so. I'm looking on that page and it doesn't seem to have any reference okay, to that's her. Good. Um, Bartman jugs, Bellarmines, or Greybeards. Bellarmines were named after a particularly fearsome Catholic inquisitor, Robert Bellarmine, who persecuted Protestants and was instrumental in the burning of Giordiano Bruno. Graybeards and Bellarmines were made of brown or gray stone where glazed with salt and embossed with a bearded face. I love this. I would love to make one of these in pottery class. Yeah. Later, witch bottles were made from glass bottles, small glass vials, and a variety of other containers. Preparation. A witch or folk healer would prepare the witch's bottle. Historically, the witch's bottle contained the victims, the person who believed they'd spell put on them, for example, urine, uh, <laughs> hair or nail clippings, or red thread from sprite traps. What is a sprite trap? What the fuck? Later, witch bottles were filled with rosemary, needles and pins, and red wine. Hmm. Historically and currently, the bottle is then buried at the farthest corner of the property beneath the house or uh, hearth or placed in an inconspicuous spot in the house. Hearth? No, hearth. Uh, it is believed that after being buried, the bottle captures evil, which is impaled on the pins and needles, drowned by the wine, and sent away by the rosemary. Ooh. Or piss, I guess. Yeah, um, or piss. <laughs> I'd be sent away by the piss. It would be the piss that did it for uh, me. It was a piss, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes seawater or earth are used instead. Other types of witch bottles may contain sand, stones, knotted threads, feathers, shells, herbs, flowers, salt, vinegar, oils, coins, or ashes. We could have a witch bottle fill-in party. Yeah. We just have like different things and you can just kind of customize your little witch bottle. Yeah. That'd be this fun. This is like a really good idea for a party. I would do that for Halloween. Yeah. Instead of wearing a costume. <laughs> a similar magical device is the lemon and pins charm. Another Ooh. variation is within the disposal of the bottle. Some witches' bottles were thrown into a fire, and when they exploded, the spell was broken, or the witch supposedly died. I mean, or was killed. Wow. <laughs> the uh, witch bottle was believed to be active as long as the bottle remained hidden and unbroken. People did go through a lot of trouble in hiding their witch bottles. Those buried underneath fireplaces have been found only after the rest of the building has been torn down or otherwise disappeared. This would be a problem for me because if I made a witch bottle, I wouldn't want to hide it. No, I'd, I'd wanna... be like, everyone look at my witch bottle. I know. I'd want to yeah. show it off and talk about it a lot. Yeah. God. Yeah. I'm, a lot of these old things would not work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The origins of this tradition have been dated to at least the 16th century. In ancient times, the bottles were made of stone and originally contained rusty nails, urine, thorns, hair, menstrual blood, cool. fuck yeah, and pieces of glass, wood, and bone. Now we're getting witchy. Yeah. Witch bottles in England. This form of bottled spell dates back hundreds of years and were prevalent in the in Elizabethan England, especially East Anglia, where superstitions and belief in witches were strong. The bottles were most often found buried under the fireplace, under the floor, and plastered inside walls. To date, eight possible witch bottles have been identified in the U.S. Archaeologist Marshall Becker was the first to identify an American witch bottle in an archaeological context. Known as the Essington Witch Bottle, the artifact was recovered during excavations on Great Tunicum Island in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. 
A mid-19th to early 20th century slave or tenant site in Dorchester County, Maryland, yielded a buried witch bottle whose cork stopper was bristling with straight pins. So spooky. I love it. I love it. It's got a voodoo kind of aspect to it. Yeah. The see also list of other pages to look at is also very, it's it's also very, got some good vibes, good Halloween-y vibes. Apotropaic magic. Amulet. Talisman. Concealed shoes. Witch ball. What's a witch ball? What is a witch ball? It's a hollow sphere of colored glass traditionally used as a fishing float. Ooh. It just looks like a Christmas tree ornament. Yeah. I'm going to call those witch balls from now on. Dream catcher. Uh, Hoko doll. Shikigami. Poppet. And voodoo doll. Yeah. (laughs) Poppet. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, dream catchers. That's a whole thing I used to be into when I was a kid. Yeah. I saw a woman driving the other day with a dream catcher hanging from her rear view mirror and she was a white lady and then she was throwing her cigarettes out the window and I was just like, this is such a weird combination of things. (laughs) So much of that is so hard to explain. I know. (laughs) See this, because this is like from England and the United States, I feel comfortable appropriating this. Oh yeah. The, the witch bottle. Yeah. I'm English. Yeah. And American. Yeah, this seems fairly white. (laughs) Yeah. This seems like, I'm going to call my mom and tell her about this and tell her she should do this in one of her adult ceramics classes that she teaches. Mm. Wouldn't that be like a fun thing for a bunch of uh, like middle-aged ladies to do? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, Well, that concludes Wiki of the Week. Thank you so much for sending us this spooky page. Yeah. Um, it's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? I learned you don't want to be uh, conjoined to me. And I'm yeah. trying to come to terms with that, but <laughs> not, <laughs> not, it's cool. I get it. The question was not, didn't specify how we would be conjoined. I know. But I'm thinking about it again. Anyway. Um, what did I, you learn? I learned that people used to bottle their own piss to try and get rid of witches. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. People have used piss for lots of weird things. Yeah. They really have. Which is, you know, I mean, you you're always, you always have it handy. So <laughs> I guess makes sense. Easy to get. Yeah. Um, I have some butt pics. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about butt pics. Yeah. Um, one person wrote, I've attached a butt picture as a lady currently writing her own published book of butt reviews. I feel very at home with this podcast. What is, what is, what's a butt review? Talk about a dream job. I know. A published <laughs> book of butt reviews. Um, she has like a galaxy leggings on her butt. Uh, another person Wrote, here's a fun butt pic from when I got such severe mosquito bites that I needed antibiotic shots in one cheek and antihistamines in the other. I got pulled out of work training for this because my instructor looked at my little swollen baby fist and made me go to urgent care. But she has like such a cute butt and she has tan lines on it, which I always think is so cute. And she has like a little bandaid on each cheek. Oh man. This is a really hot butt. Um, Someone else. Uh... My pants ripped and I rode the subway with my sweatshirt tied around me like a menstruating eighth grader in the 90s. <laughs> and indeed, their butt did rip through their jeans. And that is a very cute picture of that. Um, they also attach another picture where they sunburned their butt. Be careful out there. Um, 
And that is it for butt pics. Thanks. Thank you. Someone also posted in our Facebook group about this new trend of people painting their butts like sparkly uh, jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, glitter butts. I just want to say I'm I'm in favor. I think that's cute. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I was just thinking I could do that instead of wearing a costume, but I don't think I'd leave the house. (laughs) And it seems a little messy to to clean off, but whatever. Um, Are you guys going to give out candy to trick-or-treaters? I don't know if we'll get any. This will be the test. I guess so. You're across the street from a school. I know. Seems like you would. And our neighbors have kids. Well, maybe we should get candy just to be... We got candy. This will be our test year. Yeah. You and I both moved since where we lived last Halloween, so... I feel like your neighborhood would be good for trick-or-treating. Yeah, Because it's a lot so. of single residence kind yeah, of homes. a lot of houses, and it's like a pretty flat neighborhood. Yeah. Anyway, I hope everyone has a spooktacular spookoween. Stay, <laughs> stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> and and goodbye. goodbye! Yay! We did it! We know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Hello, I'm Oliver Wong, scholar, journalist, and DJ. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. I'm a music supervisor. We host Heat Rocks, a podcast where we invite our favorite musicians, writers, and scholars to talk about the albums that have changed their lives. Join us as we discover forgotten classics. I think that Boots Riley is one of, if not the most underrated MCs in the history of hip-hop. Reminisce about our faves. I was always feeling like a little bit of a tourist when I would listen to like Big Daddy Kane. And suddenly when De La Soul came out, it was like, hey, you can dance and be goofy and have fun and love hip-hop and you don't have to pretend to be anybody but yourself. And of course, talk nonstop about his purple majesty, Prince. Having your idol listen to your music, it's life-changing. It's the thing you want from your parents, so to speak, or that you didn't have. Heat Rocks, every Thursday here on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.